Welcome to class. My name is Jeff Bollier, and you're listening to HeroClix 201. With this show, I want to dive into details that many players, especially newer ones, may not know. This is a history lesson where you'll learn about game elements that don't come into play very often. Today's episode was recorded on 21st May, 2019. Set Spotlight, where I talk about a specific release and feature noteworthy figures from that set. Fantastic Forces was the first Marvel set of 2005. As one could guess from the name, the set featured friends and foes of the Fantastic Four, amongst others. Fantastic Forces introduced a new kind of figure, the double-based figures. The double base is sometimes referred to as a peanut base because of its shape. Several figures from this set were designed to take up two spaces on Heroclix maps. Fantastic Forces also included bystanders, feats, and battlefield conditions. A new game mechanic, Transporter, was introduced. A character with Transporter gained the carry ability and the move and attack ability. The Transporter symbol was on combat dials with modified versions of the boot, wing, and swim speed symbols. It allowed characters with the boot and swim symbols to also carry characters. All three versions could use move and attack as a weakened version of hypersonic speed. The Transporter couldn't start adjacent to an enemy and was at a minus two penalty to their attack. FFB-006, the Wild Sentinel, was a decent point filler. At 13 points, this bystander had a 6-range single target, 7-8-15-2, with energy explosion and toughness. FF-001, the rookie Lockjaw, was a double base figure with the transporter boot symbol. His only powers were phasing teleport on clicks 1 through 5 and toughness on clicks 1 and 2. Really, his only job was to carry another character a long distance past any terrain that might have been in this way. At 24 points, this good boy had 6 clicks, no range, no team ability, and would be given the keywords Animal and Inhumans. His opening click was 12-7-14-2 and ended with 10-5-12-1. FF-008 Experienced Boonstar is another double-based figure. The sculpt is the former New Mutant Danny Moonstar on her winged horse, Brightwind. At 66 points for 6 clicks, Moonstar had the Flying Transporter symbol, the X-Men team ability, 8 range single target, and would be given the keywords Psychic, Shield, and X-Force. Moonstar's only speed power was a single opening click of Running Shot. She had Penetrating Psychic Blast her first 3 clicks and Incapacitate the last 3. Her last power was Energy Shield Deflection on her first four clicks. She started at 8-9-15-2 and ended at 6-7-12-2. The veteran FF-012 shares what might be my favorite sculpt from all of Heroclix. It's Hawkeye on his Sky Cycle, ready to take a shot with his bow. This double base figure was 84 points for six clicks, 10 range triple target, the Avengers team ability, and the flight transporter speed symbol. He would retroactively be given the keywords Avengers and Thunderbolts. Hawkeye had running shot on clicks 1, 5, and 6. He broke out the trick arrows for energy explosion on click 4 and incapacitate on clicks 5 and 6. Hawkeye had energy shield deflection on the first two clicks and range combat expert the first three. Click 1 was 10-11-16-3, and click 6 was 6-8-13-2. 
Except for his low defense values, I'd still call him a good value for these points today. By having him carry someone with defend and perplex, he's still very playable. The unique Nimrod FF090 came in at a whopping 264 points. It had 10 clicks, 10 range dual targets, no team ability, and was later given the keywords Future and Robot. It had Running Shot on clicks 1, 8, and 9, plus Phasing Teleport on click 10. Five clicks of Pulse Wave started on click 1. In the defense slots, it had two clicks of Impervious, two of Invulnerability, two of Toughness, and four of Regeneration. Finally, it had one long row, clicks 1 through 9, of Outwit. Nimrod's first click was 12-12-17-4, drops fairly normally before rallying at click 9 to have 8-11-14-4, before dropping to 10-8-13-2 on its final click. Finally, we have L.E. Kane Marco, FF202, the named version of the Juggernaut. Marco has a mint green base to mark him as Professor Xavier's archenemy. He had no range or team ability. For 155 points, he did have 11 clicks of life and would later be given the keywords Brute, Exemplars, and Soldier. He had super strength his entire dial and charge on clicks 1, 2, 6, and 7. He started with 3 clicks of Impervious, followed by 3 clicks of Invulnerability, and then Toughness the rest of the dial. Marco's opening click was 8-12-17-4 and 6-7-14-3 on click 11. There are keywords we all know and use, both named and generic. But what about the other, almost unused keywords? Let's reach into the keyword cornucopia. The Exemplars were not so much a team as a description for a group of eight mortals empowered by godlike beings. It's kind of odd as a keyword because only one Exemplar has ever been clicked, Juggernaut. The Juggernaut figures in Infinity Challenge, its re-release in Universe, and the Fantastic Forces figure all had the Exemplar's keyword. The Keen Marco LE from Fantastic Forces did too. Unless they make a new comic book stories with the Exemplars, don't expect to ever see this keyword again. I'm actually surprised how few figures have received the Knights of Wondergore keyword. In comics, the Knights are servants of the High Evolutionary. Most of them were created by him by forced evolution. Of the few figures that have had the Knights of Wondergore keyword, only one, Man-Beast from the Incredible Hulk set, was an evolved animal created this way. The others to have the keyword were a couple of High Evolutionary figures, a couple of Black Knight figures, and the experienced Quicksilver from back in Infinity Challenge was also given it. The last time it was used was the Age of Ultron storyline set. I could certainly see a set with characters from the High Evolutionary's New Men, and the Knights of Wondergore keyword. It's Team Ability Time Capsule. In this segment, I'll talk about an ATA, or a team ability that isn't used any longer. The order was an ATA requiring the Defender's keyword. It read, quote, Characters using this team ability cannot be targeted by an opposing character using one of the listed powers if any character using this team ability was already hit by an opposing character using that power this turn. End quote. The powers that could be selected were Blades, Claws, Fangs, Charge, Close Combat Expert, Exploit Weakness, Flurry, Hypersonic Speed, Incapacitate, Penetrating Psychic Blast, Range Combat Expert, and Running Shot. So this would have been situational in that one of your characters 
would have had to have been targeted using one of these powers first, but then it protected the rest of the team from the same kind of attack. The order had a cost of three points per character. The ATA called Defenders was very similar to the standard Defenders team ability. Instead of sharing unmodified defense values, it allowed the sharing of unmodified attack values. The exact text was, quote, Characters using this team ability may replace their attack value with the unmodified attack value of an adjacent friendly character using this team ability, end quote. The Defenders ATA required the Defenders keyword and had a cost of four points per character. ID, Ego, and Super Ego. Call-ins have now been a major component of the competitive scene for years. Many ID cards are now retired, and newer players may not even know these cards exist. The Captain America card was a participation prize in the Age of Ultron storyline event, AUID 103. It can be used to bring in a sideline character labeled Captain America or with the real name of Steve Rogers. Other characters called Captain America, but with different names, include Sam Wilson, Danielle Cage, and Samantha Wilson. The inspiration granted by calling in Captain America was twofold. It granted energy shield deflection, and if the Captain America called in hit an opposing character, you could add an action to your action total. The Hulk ID card was also a participation prize for Age of Ultron, AUID 102. This card also allowed calling in characters with the real name of Bruce Banner, like TMT-007 Spider-Man. Other Hulks that could be called in could include the Jennifer Walters Hulk from The Mighty Thor and the Amadeus Cho Hulk from Avengers Defenders War. The Hulk ID's inspiration was also twofold. It allowed characters adjacent to Hulk when he was called in to use charge and to add plus one to their attack when making a close attack. Now sponsoring. I don't have commercial sponsors, but I'm still going to promote a product or service every episode. This is a business that I like and support and think you could too. Vampires, werewolves, zombies. Yes, these things are real, but fortunately for those of us who can afford him, so is Mark Temple. And he's good. Real good. He's a former FBI agent turned freelancer with the knowledge and skills to eliminate your monster problems and his rates are negotiable. Monster Hunter for Hire, the first volume of the Supernatural Solutions, The Mark Temple Case Files, is now available in both ebook and paperback. Go to tinyurl.com slash monsterhuntertemple to buy your copy of Derek M. Cook's latest book. Read about Mark Temple, the experienced professional now available to rid you of your supernatural ghoulish and monstrous pests. That's tinyurl.com slash monsterhuntertemple. And don't worry, Mark Temple is discreet. In Map Minutiae, I'm going to cover a specific map or two from the hundreds that have been produced over the years. The Soul World was a standard-sized outdoor map released in 2012 as part of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline event. It represents the land inside the Soul Gem as experienced by beings who had been absorbed into it. This was a non-symmetrical map with blocking, elevated, hindering, and water terrains. This was a good map for snipers as the elevated terrain provided a clear line of fire over a wide area of the map. Of particular note are the starting areas. One was fairly standard, if a little small, 9 squares by 2 squares starting area, nearly centered on its side of the map. 
The other starting area, though, was three rows of six squares each, and one row is slightly offset from the other two. The map on the other side was the Nexus of Reality. Thebes, Egypt was another good map for snipers. This map was released in 2015 as part of the Age of Ultron storyline event. It had blocking, elevated terrain, and hindering. All of elevated terrain was along the short sides of the map, and both starting areas were completely on the second level. The hindering terrain was very sparse, so this was a bad map for teams relying on stealth for safety. The other side of this map was Hank Pin's lab. Battlefield conditions can help your team or hinder your enemy. Of course, that's a double-edged sword. Time to break down some BFC DNA. The low-gravity BFC from Fantastic Forces could be very interesting under current rules. The text read, quote, Any standard character occupying clear terrain that is hit by an attack is knocked back equal to the damage taken, end quote. Because flyers do take falling damage when knocked off elevation now, this is more useful than when it was originally released. Another possibility would be one for the rules lawyers to argue. Does saying that the character would be knocked back mean the key phrase knockback applies? Under the current PAC, a player may choose whether or not an attack that includes the key phrase knockback actually causes the effect of knockback. If the key phrase doesn't apply to this BFC, then the character that takes damage would be knocked back automatically. Note that the phrasing for charge and compact reflexes specifically says that characters who have those powers can't be knocked back, so low gravity still wouldn't affect them. The disbanded battlefield condition, also from Fantastic Forces, was far more simple but could be utterly devastating. Quote, Ignore all team abilities. End quote. Power cosmic or quintessence? Gone. Mystics? Gone. ATAs that the opposing team actually paid for? Gone. Disbanded could really have ruined someone's game. What are the things you reach for when you want more than standard light and heavy objects? From cardboard objects with special abilities to 3D representations, from word balloons to light constructs, this is item inspection. The crate, ICS-005, was another 3D object from the Outdoor Adventure Kit back in Infinity Challenge. It looked like, well, a wooden crate. The special text for it read, quote, A character may throw this object 10 squares, end quote. Since it is a light object, any character may use the crate under current rules. Being able to do 2 damage from 10 squares away could be nice for a team, particularly if the team didn't have any range attacks from their dials. Single file, it's polka time, was another word balloon usable by characters with the Merc with a Mouth trait in 2014's Deadpool set. This particular word balloon came with DP201 Deadpool from the Gravity Feed. It read, quote, when this character targets a character with a ranged combat attack along a direct line of fire, it may also target every other opposing character within range that's on that direct line of fire and divide the damage among all hit targets. End quote. Effectively, this gave the character using this word balloon multiple lightning bolts for targeting, but only along a direct line. For a price, you could add extra powers to your characters if they met certain qualifications. These are the featured feats. Both of our feats this episode are also from Fantastic Forces. The first is Shake Off. 
It had a cost of 10 points toward your build total, and the prerequisite that it could only be used by a transporter or giant character. It read, quote, choose a character. When the character successfully breaks away, it deals one damage to all adjacent opposing characters, end quote. Even today, this would be a great feat to add to a transporter or giant that has some form of improved ability to break away. It's only a shame that the shake-off feat doesn't include colossal figures. Our second feat is Double Time. It required the character assigned to it to either be a transporter or have the standard boot move symbol. The word text for Double Time read, quote, Choose a character. When the character is not adjacent to an opposing character and is given a move action, it may move up to double its unmodified speed value. It may not make attacks during this move action. At the end of the move, if the character is not a transporter, deal it one pushing damage that ignores willpower and team abilities. End quote. Double time had a cost of 5 points. A great character to use this feat with would be EW002 Superman, who has an ability to use Quake as a free action after he resolves an action using Leap Climb. With double time, he can move up to 22 squares and then use Quake with an 11 attack value. Quite the alpha strike in a Silver or Golden Age game. Time for character creation, where I'll take a character that's never been clicked or should be redone and give them a new dial and card. The history of Valeria Richards, aka Brainstorm, is convoluted at best. Suffice it to say, for background purposes, that she's the daughter of the Invisible Woman and Mr. Fantastic, and that her godfather is Victor Von Doom. She hasn't displayed superpowers, but her intellect could be greater than her father's. It's not surprising that she has been clicks before, but here's how I envision her. Brainstorm has five clicks, five range single target, and the team player team ability for 50 points. She doesn't have any traits, improved movement, or improved targeting. Her keywords are Fantastic Four, Future Foundation, and Scientist. She has an 8 speed her entire dial. The first three clicks are Phasing Teleport, followed by two clicks of a special power, Teleport Out. It reads, quote, Brainstorm can use Phasing Teleport and has Passenger 1. She can use Passenger 4 if all carried figures have the Fantastic Four and or Future Foundation keywords, end quote. Her attack values are 998810. The first two clicks have telekinesis, and the last click has pulse wave. Defensively, she has three clicks of energy shield deflection and two of another special power. Lessons from my godfather. Quote, Brainstorm can use the Mystic's team ability. This power can't be countered or ignored. End quote. Her defense values start at 16 and end at 17. Her attack row starts with three clicks of her third special power, Smartest Person in the Baxter Building. Quote, Choose one. Brainstorm can use Outwit twice on the same character, or can use Perplex and may use it to modify any combat value except damage, plus two or minus two. End quote. She finishes with two clicks of Outwit. Her damage values are two, one, 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 two. That's it for this time. Thank you for listening. HeroClix 201 is presented by the Podcastcadia Network. Questions or comments? Want to chime in about an upcoming topic? I welcome your feedback. Search for HeroClix 201 on Facebook, where you'll also find a visual companion to the various things I discussed this episode. You can also support the show on Patreon. Special thanks to Let'sClicks.com and HC Realms for being incredible sources of information and images. 
The theme music is Getting It Done by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Next lesson, I'll be talking about icons. Until then, be good, have fun, play clicks! <laughs>